You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heideman and Paul Farva. We are two music experts. Green Experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two guys. One album. Taking you back to the 90s. Yes, it's Here time we go. for another episode of Two Guys. One album. And tonight we have what is considered one of my favorite albums of all time, Blind Melon's self-titled album. Yes. My He's, name is Michael. First of all, my name is Michael Heideman. And my name is Paul Farvar. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Reverse but, that. But we do, this is an album that is legitimately one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, and I'm so excited to talk about this album. As far as the 90s go, this music video not only was played on repeat, but this band was on the tip of everyone's tongue, and I have never heard this album in in full. In fact, I've probably only heard the songs on, mu- on movies and, right. as aforementioned, music videos. So I'm excited to dive into Blind Melon's Blind Melon. Yeah, self-titled album. Came out in 1992. Uh, This was their debut. Uh, This band could have done some amazing things if it weren't for the tragic death of uh, Shannon Hoon, their lead singer. Um, But this album uh, put them on the map, and and, uh, mostly thanks to MTV, because they weren't doing well until until, uh, MTV started playing the the famous B video. Mm Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in a bit. Let's let's listen to the album. The first song on this album, uh, it comes out to you strong. It's called Soak the Sin. It was just it was never a hit on the song, but it's just such a cool way to start the album. It's cool bass, it's great guitar parts, and his voice obviously is that high falsetto y, you know, right. Axel Rosey kind of nineties vibe that people were looking for in the nineties, which is which is an interesting start and it definitely captured the audience that that people were looking for um, back in back in that time frame. <laughs> All the music kind of sounded the same in the '90s, and this yeah. is this is kind of uh, well, right on right on track. It's funny you say that because the guy who produced this album, Rick Parashar, was also responsible for producing a lot of the Seattle bands. Uh, Rick Parashar's brother, obviously, was also uh, in Soundgarden. He was uh, Rick was also a member of Temple of the Dog. He helped some of the Pearl produce some of the Pearl Jam songs, and I think Jeremy was one of the bigger ones that he did. Uh, involved in so many productions of uh, amazing, amazing albums from the '90s, um, and and he was involved with this album too. And this is this song was amazing too. It wasn't even a hit, but it just mm-hmm. it's one of those albums where you can almost listen the whole thing all the way through. There are some songs that are pretty shitty, I will say that. But um, yeah, it, well, just a little background. It's the epitome. Of a debut of a debut album, I mean, this propelled them to stardom. Uh, they're an American rock band, uh, Blind Melon, as as we mentioned before. Sorry, I was just reading a little bit about Shannon yeah. when I was looking at that description. It was actually released on September twenty second, nineteen ninety two, through Capitol Records. No Rain, as everyone knows, was mm-hmm. the smash hit that came from this yeah. album. And I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what else they have going on yeah. here. Well, the second track on this album, which is, uh, we, we were just listening to Soak the Sin, which is just an intro song, uh, 
kind of showcases all the talent that's in this band, which you you heard the and, and as Michael said, the bass and uh, the guitar work, which is phenomenal and mm-hmm. very underrated. And of course, Shannon, who's amazing vo- vocals. You did mention Axl Rose. He was actually friends with Axl Rose and actually sang on "Don't Cry" on their album. And he's in the he's featured in the video as well for Guns N' Roses. They're both Shannon from Indiana. Is, yeah, they look exactly the same. Might I just point <laughs> they out? They might be cousins. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, everyone looks the same in Lafayette, Indiana. It's kind of true. They're probably it's, just all <laughs> somewhat related. Just there was some kind of genome factor. That's oh yeah, looking there. at the picture, they, looking they at do. The uh, this Same. is a great '90s just collage of photos. A lot of the albums from the '90s did the cover art of some art piece. Here it's the Bumblebee Girl, which was the you know when you think of Blind Melon, you see Bumblebee. She's on the cover of the album, and she's also in the video, and she's we will video. talk about her as well. She has an interesting backstory as well. I'm excited for that. But but, uh, but like I was mentioning, it's a collage of the photos of them on tour. It's a lot mm-hmm. of people from I, I'm guessing a few Soundgarden people are on here. Um, it looks like the the bassist from Nirvana, but it I know Let it's not. Let me just. See this guy? It looks like Chris. Is that Chris Novoselic? Who's the, who's the bassist? No, from? that's their. Oh, the, over that's here, their bassist though. That guy. Yeah. No, that's the. Those are. They all kind of all. Wow. Everyone had long hair those back then. Ni- those nineties guys look exactly God, the so same. So racist. Everybody Just... from Seattle looks the same too. But they're actually not from Seattle. <laughs> they the, all love Starbucks. The founding fathers are from Miss, the founding fathers. The founding members of from the band Washington D.C. are from. I knew uh, that one. Mississippi, oh, or, Mississippi, and uh, and Shannon's from Indiana. But they all met in L.A. They formed in L.A. It was kind of one of those things where. Uh, in the 90s, people would go to L.A., and they still do, and, and form a band and, and hope to get signed. And in this case, it worked. I feel like we've already said things that are going to piss people off about this album. I am not, I am a big fan of them, and I actually I saw them when they came back with the new version without Shannon Hoonan, and, and it was kind of sad. But, uh, you know, they're, it's it's really a sad story because you have these guys who, you know, work together to make this great product, this great band. And it shows you, like, how one person, especially the key member, just can destroy everything you guys built. Yeah, that's a good point because if you think about it. It's like it, an improv team. Yeah. <laughs> It's all. It is because it's all about teamwork, and, and uh, the more bands that I've I've interviewed uh, here at, at WGN, mm-hmm. I see that a lot of it comes from the idea of family. If you don't have a good family base yeah. with your band, as 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 with any with, with right. any family, um, it's just it kind of falls apart. Think yeah. about Bradley Knowles from Sublime, and, yeah, yeah, and other '90s bands that fell by the wayside when there was this huge drug epidemic that was going through In the um, '90s. Most yeah. of the bands that Fatal Overdose, he had 95. But let's talk about the good, and let's talk about this Bring amazing album, uh, which the next song on this is one of the more popular songs. It was a second video that was released after, of course, No Rain. This is, of course, the song Tones of Home. Before his amazing voice comes in, you yes. have hooks up the butt in this in this song. I mean, 
that great guitar work, the licks, and the drum and bass are just so locked in. I mean, how can you not like this song? It's it's amazing, and you can see what they're doing with their distortion too, because this is something that you don't really see. The fact that they can meld this great bluesy distortion with these poppy, mm-hmm. great '90s hits makes makes it for a really amazing uh, tribute to just to just music. Because if you look at the lyrics, uh, what would you do? What do you think they would say if I stood up and I walked away? Nobody here really understands me. And so I'll wave goodbye. I'm fine. This is the cool thing <laughs> okay. that, that 90 art, 90s yeah, yeah. artists used to do where they put a really happy beat behind very sad lyrics. Yeah. And I love the fact that Shannon Hoon was able to really encapsulate this yeah. with this song. No, that's a good point. That Tones of Home, you know, it's there's some it's there's some tragic lyrics in the, in a lot of their songs, but they just have these upbeat songs. Even No Rain, you know, it's like it's kind of a it's kind of like this melancholy feel, but the songs are so catchy and upbeat in a way. I mean, the guitar is such it's like a it's a bright guitar sound mm-hmm. um, and and the and and the harmonies are so good and his voice is so sweet and catchy. You just forget that maybe he's talking about pain. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's kind of sad because yeah. Shannon Hoon had so much good things going for him. Yeah. He's like a cool guy, long hair, wore headbands. <laughs> good you know, hair. Uh, the Blind Melon singer Shannon Hoon, as you mentioned before, he sang a lot of background vocals on mm-hmm. a number of hit songs, Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1, the Don't Cry song yeah. you mentioned. Huge hit in 1991. And... Can I bring it down to get a little sad about how he died real quick? Yeah. Because uh, I know that that's what our listeners are, are looking yeah. at for us to touch on. He actually died of a heart attack brought on by a cocaine overdose in 95. The band was on tour at the time. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember when that happened. Tour. It was I was watching the MTV when it happened. Yeah. He was found unconscious on the tour bus after a night of drinking and a drug binge. Actually buried in Dayton, Indiana, which is just a few miles from where Paul and I are recording this right now. <laughs> Uh, a That's line true. from the Be- Blind Melon song "Change" is inscribed on his tombstone. Yeah. Wow, that's wow. deep, man. That's really, it's really, really sad. Uh, but as you mentioned before, the band went on a little bit without him. Mm-hmm. In 2009, believe it or not, the Blind Melon guitarist Christopher Thorne he joined a new band and kind of created it. Guess what band? Uh, They're very popular. Let's see. Is it uh, the band uh, Fastball? (laughs) (laughs) Who is it? I love Fastball so much. We'll Um, cover them soon. AWOL Nation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. With songs like Sail and Not Your Fault, you can hear them all over your your airwaves. So you can see this kind of music was going to last. Yeah, and and the thing is, is their follow-up album, they you know they had bits and pieces of stuff that they were recording, and you could just see the greatness of stuff that was going to come later, mm-hmm. and, and sadly never did. But but this song shows, you know, we haven't talked about his great voice and the harmonies he created here with his mm-hmm. own voice. Yeah. And this will take us right into the end of this song and the beginning of the next song which is called I Wonder which is an amazing song as well you great production on this album too by the way who was the producer Rick Parashar Rick Parashar Rick Parashar great man mm-hmm. did he know Ahmed Wallace no <laughs> are you sure Lauren Hill. different guy throwback to another episode yeah yeah listen back to the people Lauren have to Hill listen to Lauren Hill at that one mm-hmm. right the next song playing you know what I know why you gotta I, push I have play. to press play. 
So what is this song called again, Paul? I Wonder. Just starts so mellow. Just him and his guitar. Well, it's not him. I don't know if it's him playing guitar or not. So just in case you were wondering, Blind Melon was the band of Glenn Graham, drums and percussion, Brad Smith, bass, backing vocals, Shannon Hoon, just as the vocal guy, Christopher Thorne was guitar, and Roger Stevens, the second guitar player. Great, passionate band. This is just one of those songs where... And his voice is so cool, because it's just like, it's high falsetto, but backed with about a thousand years of cigarette smoke, and you can hear it in his voice, which which, I'm not not using that as a diss to anybody, it just sounds so perfect. It's like Janis Joplin, the male version, here comes the song. Wait, watch this. It's a throwback to Greta Van Fleet. They sound like that. (laughs) Right. Let's see all you Greta Van Fleet fans. So maybe maybe it was sound. maybe it's just the Blind Melon uh, <laughs> cover band, not a Led yes. Zeppelin cover band. Talking I mean, about Greta again. Yeah. That's just such a cool song. It's like almost like acid rock from the seventies here. This is acid rock before it became a term. Like this is really them getting into it because I always tell me if if you do the same thing when you're listening to an album that you really enjoy like when I was listening to Greta Van Fleet or Lauryn Hill Mm -hmm. I think about them sitting in their garage or their basement or you know bedroom writing these albums and what's going through their head when they're writing these and and like oh hey hey uh Graham (laughs) or is there a guy named Graham yeah Glenn Graham or you went by Graham (laughs) or Graham's of course, if you're in a band that does drugs, you're going to go by Graham. You're going to go by Graham. Yeah. Christopher, hey, Roger, let's let's do this real quick or add that quick little drum beat. It's it's really cool to see how this song comes together. Yeah. And and with a vocalist like this, they, they were blessed. You can't go wrong. If you have amazing vocalists and, uh, and I mean, they, here, this is such a cool part here. They just build it up here and then it goes to double time. Check this out. How how sweet is that building? It's classic blues. It's it's like the '90s version of, of CCR. Yeah, or Almond Brothers. Dare I say? I'm gonna stick with CCR. <laughs> I mean, that guitar work is so amazing, and I just love the sounds that he gets out of his guitar. And then they just bring it back, and it's not like too like. A lot of use of that like jet stream vocals where. It, it goes in and out from like one mm-hmm. ear to the other ear, which oh, was, yeah. I'm sure was a little bit more of a, a newer thing to do yeah, yeah. back in but, the 90s. But here it is, you know, it's it's disciplined uh, guitar parts. You know, it's a it's a catchy, riffy uh, guitar solo, but it's only, you know, for so many measures. And they go back into the vocals and, and it's the discipline of the song. A lot of use of Another. different pedals, too, in this, you can tell. And I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of... Uh, amps they played through uh, for this album. If anybody has any info on that, write us at twoguysonealbum at gmail.com because yeah. I'm finding that more and more curious because it's so hard to create an album sound 
that I'd love to see what, yeah. what they're going on. Hey, but Paul, we're at 15 minutes. We're only three songs in. I, I know. Think we got to get this through. Let's go to the next song. songs. Well, the, the other songs are shorter. Paper Scratchers, number four, which is one of my favorite songs in the album. Got that classic country beat right there. Wow. Now it just gets edgy and rocky. Paul, do you remember a band called the Spin Doctors? I do. I love the Spin Doctors. Who, who, I want to know, who came out first with their album, Spin Doctors or Blind Melon? Spin Doctors. Really? Way before, yeah. But, I mean, you can't compare that. Their songs are not the same. These songs last. Something about 90s music makes me feel so good. It's all This is so such a great music. song, but here, what's so great about this song is right here, it just changes. And then all of a sudden, right here, it just gets dark. Watch this. It's almost like, here he goes. Listen to what he does. Yeah. So cool. I just love the transition from this song. You know there are musicians. You could tell they're like, they're like awesome musicians. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's almost like prog rock of the, of the 70s in, yeah, in a way where, truly. you know, they have all these little musical niches in the songs that make them amazing, but they're, they appeal to the masses. It's, it's like a pop, ver- pop, exactly, pop version of Rush almost. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> if, if Rush got their shit together and wrote popular songs, but or that they wanted to. But that's a great song. The next song uh, is also okay. Uh Paper Scratcher is definitely one of the... This one, Dear Old Dalit is the next song. I actually don't care for this song, but we'll play it for you guys to decide. Dear Old Dad? This is like the mother song <laughs> from the Police Synchronicity. Every song has a shitty... Every album has one shitty song, and yeah. this is this one, in my opinion. You know why is that, Paul? Why does every album have one shitty song? That no you one know can what? Take? They there's certain. You know, if you think about it, if you think of the band Extreme more than words, was there one song that didn't fit <laughs> on anything? And they were like, let's just see what happens. It's, they thought that was going to be the shitty song, and mm-hmm. they were wrong. That was the only song that made it. Actually, they had Hole in My Heart, which is also pretty bad. But more than words is a great song. So one band- day we'll have to do a one-hit wonders <laughs> version. I'd love to do that. So the band put out three albums, huh? Well, this is their only one they put out uh, with uh, with Shannon Live. They did the posthumous uh, Soup, who's already dead, and they yep. had a song on that that was that went pretty did pretty well. Uh, and then Nico, which was like a collection of different um, one different parts of songs that they were creating at the time. And I think it had some phone messages that were really dark that were left too. So, do you want to know? Just, I guess this is since this is one of their shittier songs. And yeah, we I can mean talk that. Over to, it. I mean that with love. Uh, the one of the founding members, lead guitarist Roger Stevens. Roger Stevens. Stevens. I think I've been saying Stevens. That's all right. Stevens. We are nothing if we're not accurate on this podcast. <laughs> we correct it, and we will have our corrections yes, later. Yes, and I'm sure that we're going to get a little bit of mail from that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you just kept saying Stevens. We like it. We like it. Send us mail if we will call ourselves out. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're genuine people. Yeah, sometimes. 
So what what did uh what, what about Stevens? What were you? Roger Stevens graduated from the University of Pennsylvania School of Law. And oh, another the, lawyer. Exactly. Paul himself is a lawyer. Along with Stevens, he later became an employment lawyer in Philadelphia. Huh. Did you know that? I did not know that. Look so he's him. no longer in the new version of the band? He um, is practicing uh, slip and fall. <laughs> slip and fall. No, employment law, which means if you if someone made you feel uncomfortable at work, women, give them a call. Oh, really? Hashtag me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to go to guitar and and me too. Uh, hey, Man, I mean, if that's what he's doing, you know, unless he's, he's defending saying? people that he's probably saying, you know, who loves guitar solos. Me too. <laughs> I love them. Oh boy, we're gonna get some hate mail on that okay. one. All right, maybe let's I'll edit go. that out. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, we're just all in fun here. All right, the next album, the next song is called "Change." This is a cool song, which, as you mentioned before, was is on the. Uh, it's on his grave, but it's a, it's it's a very oh, so popular this, song. This was on his gravestone lyrics, but this is one of their more popular songs, and everyone who was learning guitar back at that time was learning it to this song. Great harmonica solo right in the beginning, and great guitar parts here. Such a beautiful song. I don't feel the sun's coming out today. I'm staying in, it's gonna find another way. Yeah. As I sit here in this misery, I don't think I'll ever know alone. Seen the sun from here. Busting the mandolin too. You were right. This is a musician's musician band. Watch what happens here, though. They just keep building this song, which is popular in the '90s, and just turns into almost a different song. That's okay. I mean, how could you not like this song? That great barreled kind of echo chamber percussion mixed with mandolin, a really Irish kind of feel for a band that isn't playing traditional music is, is a really cool thing, especially yeah. when he's, he's writing from the soul here. It's it's a very simplistic song, and when you compare it to the other songs, especially like the you know the it's just a four four beat whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, guitar parts are pretty much this, the bar chord, you know, it's, it's ADA whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's such a catchy song, they, even without his voice. It's such a great song. They're creating a new kind of folk music with this song. It's mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see because I, I'd love to, I would have loved. To sit down with Shannon Hoon and see what kind of influences mm-hmm. he had, I'm sure it was, it was all just Southern. Uh, well, it's all the southern bands. Folk. It was all of them. Those get, well, the the two founding members are from Mississippi, so you know oh, they li- yeah, grew up right. listening to Allman Brothers, uh, CCR, like you yeah. said before. I mean, all that influence of that music style is in here. The '70s rock bands. I mean, it's all here. And you gotta understand, like when you're when you're living in Indiana and you're growing up with that kind of stuff, this is all you have. Mm-hmm. You don't have like Seattle punk, or you don't no. have New York like glam rock. It wasn't the there time. yet when this came out. Ninety two. I mean, he'd already moved to L. A. and Mississippi. Those guys were there in the in late eighties. They they saw the tail end of hair rock, mm-hmm. and these guys were probably real musicians. And they're like, shit, we gotta we gotta bring it back, the real stuff. And that's what they did. Yeah, it's it. It's interesting to listen to this because, as I mentioned before, this is the first time I heard this album. But wow, 
they they're they're really impressive. This is an amazing things. song and this amazing album. But we uh, we got to keep going. Let's, let's this make is, it moving. We already did it. We're gonna go. We don't to... want to do another fifty-six minute U two uh, <laughs> shitstorm. Introspective. Yeah, this is uh, the next song. Is of <laughs> course. Know, wait, wait, pause what? real quick. Yeah. I, I gotta say, isn't it funny that we were we're going into U two and we were thinking. Let's see what happens here, and that ended up being the longest podcast. We yeah, did. we uh, we hadn't listened. I, neither of us had listened to the new song, the new U two uh, album. You should go back and listen to that because we had some fun <laughs> on that at the expense of uh, the U two album. But we're not doing that here. No, we're not. Uh, this next song is what Blind Melon is known for, of course. Right from the start, too. That something is different. Yeah. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain. A lot of people hate this song. A lot of people hate this song. It's a who, very who a lot of people this hate this song. They hate the video. Um, hate the, the video. Girl. I know that there is, and actually, a lot of Blind Melon fans don't really like the song either. I actually am a huge Blind Melon fan, and I love this song. It's not my favorite Blind Melon song, but it is the song that brought me to them. I do remember listening to it on the radio, pulling over, and uh, saying, "This is the greatest thing I've ever heard." Just like this is back in the nineties. I was like, "This is the coolest guitar look," because I was playing guitar at the time, or I hadn't started. I was just about to start playing guitar, and. Um, what? And I, I had to go to every record store to find it because it was right before it got huge. It was, I was in, it was in high school, and uh, no one had it yet because the MTV had just started playing it and it was sold out everywhere. And I went to five different record stores, and you couldn't, you couldn't like there was no cell phones. So you had to like mm-hmm. go to the store or call them, and they're like, "What?" And those dickhead guys who work at I record remember stores. That. Yes, I went to every such store. such pretentious bitches. And I remember I had to go to this weird store that was at behind Oakbrook Mall. I don't even it was like a electronic store. And I went and bought it and it was like seventeen ninety nine. It was so overpriced, but I was like I have to have this album. That was the normal price for CDs, though. No, no, no. Back then, you can get them. It was like ninety two. You can get them for like eleven ninety nine at the flip side or at uh, okay at okay. Uh, coconuts. <laughs> yes, coconuts. I wonder if that's still around too. But I remember uh, records. Yeah, I had a friend who hated the song and hated the album, and I used to play it the album for him in my car, uh, and I had a CD changer, mm-hmm. and it was like I, I wouldn't tell him. It was Blind Melon because he hated this song. And then he, he listened to the other songs like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm like, oh, I told you, it's Blind Melon. <laughs> but I remember all along. that was, and then I started liking all the other songs. You know, obviously you get introduced to them by the, their hit, but mm-hmm. it's like probably their fourth or f- fifth best song on the album. But I, I mean, I'll never forget when I, how happy I was when I saw that album. And this is their fourth or fifth best song on the in album? In my opinion, yeah. What um, radio station did you listen to when you heard the first heard this? Uh, so uh, it was on. Well, I saw it on MTV, and then I heard it on. It was on uh, WXRT, uh, oh, okay. ninety three point one. Wow! Uh, but then they started playing it on other channels too, and I forgot what was. Um, it was used to be one zero three five. The Blaze is what okay. it was. Okay. Uh, I, it was one zero three five. I don't think then it became I don't know the they, zone. Yeah, and then it became Kiss FM. Yeah. Yep. Q one hundred one was playing it as well, mm-hmm. and that was and that was the that was how I was like, this is amazing. And then you see the video, and it's like, it's kind of weird. You see the B girl, mm-hmm. and it and it's kind of like a cool story, and they, it was like a basically a story behind it. Yeah. You and know, we, and we have some fun facts about the B girl. A lot of people say that they are the B girl. They do, they do. There's That's only one. One of the fun 
we were talking about this oh, right. before the podcast. There's a lot of people who either say that they're the they were the B girl or they were the baby in the Nirvana, <laughs> the naked baby in the Nirvana cover. Also a lie. Unless your name is Heather Deloche. <laughs> Heather the Deloche. She is an American actress best known for a portrayal of the tap dancing B girl in the 1992 music video Blind Melons No Rain. She also appeared in the medical drama ER twice. No, but, twice. But uh, now she is a business owner and a CEO. Of what? Uh, it doesn't say. Beekeeping USA. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Heather Loesch. So if you're out there, Heather, give us a call and tell us how it was working on that album. Yeah. Or, or work, working on that video, I should send say. Send us an email at twoguysonealbum at gmail.com or make a comment section underneath our podcast yeah, right now. tell us all about it. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, she's she's very pretty. She's actually she well. Well, this could be. There's two Heather Loches. Wait, now we're me, in trouble. Let we me don't see know. her real quick. This I'm is the. That's the medical doctor one. I don't think that's her. Okay. I mean, she's okay. <sighs> we're in so much trouble if we're not accurate here. <laughs> oh, here we can see it. Um, There's a lot of Blind Melon fans out there right now. If you're gonna diss on Heather Loche, we're not dissing on her. We're fans. I I liked her and I liked the video. Um, Heather Deloche. Heather Deloche is mm, her name. Heather Deloche. I was looking up the wrong Heather. Um, but anyway, this was the song that that, cre- that basically made the, everyone pay attention to them. It was their first hit released, everything like that. But That um, was a smash hit music video, too. And I yeah. miss the days when a music video could turn a band around, like the Crash Test, test, test dummies. dummies with... Mm-hmm, Blew them out of the water. She is a business owner of Sweet Bee Candy Stations and Event Planning in Lake Forest, California. Oh, for so a second she, I thought you were going to say yeah, Lake Forest, no. Illinois. She, uh, she played in 1993 on, on ER, okay. and uh, she had a couple acting things. She was on Reno 911 in 2008. Oh, nice. But uh, after that, she that dried up, and she went up to this creating her business and using the, the name. Do you, as Heather Deloche... Mention that you were the B girl. Well, if every her candy is called Sweet Bee Candy, I think she's she's using it. She's owned it to okay. her own advantage. She's owned it. But that was a song that put them on the map. And then there's can so- I go? Ahead. I'm sorry. Paul. No, that's it. What were you going to say? That there's we have so many more songs to get to, so we got to we got to rush it up. But okay, what? I was I was going to say that was the first uh, of the songs that was uh, a different version of his voice. They used it through that echoey kind of swirling reverb can mm-hmm. that um, this was that very really bare boned. Yeah, I mean there wasn't even guitar and drum, or there wasn't like drums and bass until later in the song. And and they did something a little different on that song. If you notice, a lot of songs in the '90s they would do the slow build, mm-hmm. and then like after the first chorus or after the first verse the chorus makes a big but they played it out they played two two verse chorus verse chorus and then there's the jam with the drum and bass that comes in and yeah. then it's almost like a whole different setup again going to the musicians musician mm-hmm. band, or musicians band type feel but they brought the funk but they also brought the hits i mean they were the combination of pop and uh musicianship Bzz. brings us to our next song which is called desert it Here's your phaser sound effects, oh, Michael. I, I can tell. You know, before we got into this album, didn't realize the use. There are many uses of uh, the different pedals and kind of amplifiers, and you can tell this is a different guitar that they're using too. Well, it's it's it might be the same guitar. Well, I'm sure they have different tones on the guitars, but but this is heavy use of phaser. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. Like I loved 
When I played in bands, like the phaser effects, the chorus pedal, all that stuff was so big. Yeah, it's interesting to use to see the way that they're using his his voice in these songs too, because well, they can you can do so much with this great falsetto voice, yeah. which made uh, like we mentioned before, Guns N' Roses such a phenomenal mm-hmm. band. If you have a great male singer who can hit those high notes, whew, yeah, you got it, man. You well, got it. Uh, yeah, I mean he and then he he's he's got such range, mm-hmm. and that's why there were other bands used him. I mean, here this is his non falsetto; it's still high. It's like another octave. It's just the range that he had. It's amazing. Absolutely. All right, so let's get, let's move on to the next song. That was uh, uh, "Deserted." This is called "Sleepy House" number nine, which is one of one of the best songs in the album too. It just starts really chill with the acid rock feel, but just takes you on a journey. Paul just lit up a joint, by the way, <laughs> so everyone knows who's listening right now. This song reminds me of college. It was a, there was a, a house called the Yellow House where all uh, everyone would just go get high and drink. The Sleepy House? Mm-hmm. No, it's the Yellow House. Oh, the Yellow House. This is called Sleepy House, but he says Yellow House in here, too. Or maybe he didn't. I just was he talking about your college in this song or something? <laughs> Do you know Shannon no, Hoon? Shannon Hoon didn't go to University of Illinois, but I I will say that this song, this album, was heavily played throughout my college. Uh, I I would just put it in and just study or or, or drink or try to get girls to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song. It seems it seems a bit sleepy though. It is sleepy, but it's an amazing song. But it's also one of my favorite songs in the album. Um, but uh, next song is called Holy Man. And again, they just go all over the place. And this is, again, they're just different feels. There's that mandolin again. Twangy feel, but then it just goes yeah. a whole different range. Watch what they do here. Really cool bluegrass feel that I didn't uh, expect I was going to find on this album. Mm-hmm. I mean, typical 90s stuff starts so slow and all that, and you're like, where are, going, where are they going with this? And they just slap you in the face right here. There we go. It's not even started. You have no idea. Still taking you on a journey right here. It's like a, it's like a Tom Petty song from Wildflowers in a way. All of a sudden, it's like a hard rock song. Do you think Incubus would be a band without listening to Blind Melon <laughs> at least one time? I guarantee you they've heard this song before they created their album. But yeah, Jeez, there's a lot of hard rock uh, influences here. But you know what? They make it more palatable. If you're not a hard rock guy, you would listen to this and you're like, well, it's just the harmonies are so sweet. Then they got that, like right here. I mean, it's it goes all over the place, 
and, and it's just such a great journey. The songs that they take you on these are amazing. But yeah, this was that was also one of my favorite songs. I remember, you know, you just put the album in from uh, from two and just go go. And you obviously you'd skip to your old dad. Just you just play. Now. You just can play it all the way through to the rest of the album. And then, did, uh, um, did Blind Melon write all their same music? Did their own music? Yeah, yeah. These are all originals, uh, as far as I know. Unless you got some information I here. I thought I saw some new music. Uh, they did a cover on uh, on a later album uh, called The Pusher Man, where they where they did a cover of it, uh, and that was released later after Shannon had passed oh, away. Yeah. All songs written and recorded by Blind Melon. Yeah. Okay, good for them. Huh. <laughs> I was I was gonna say because I, I was looking at something online that said said differently. They whatever. stole everyone all their music <laughs> from Greta all... Van Fleet. <laughs> They're even though Greta Van Fleet wasn't awake yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. We keep talking about Greta Van Fleet because yes, we, we, their fans, did not like that we no, uh, compare them did. to Led Zeppelin. But you guys can listen to the album for yourself. Yeah, give me a break. They don't sound like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. My tush. Your tush. You can say ass here. Uh, okay, so the next song is called Seed to a Tree, number 11 on this amazing self-titled album. And again, here's the hard rock influences. Yeah, and the song also says, as I shit. That is correct. <laughs> Ten points right there for Shannon Hoon. See, Do you think he, was he wrote the song, this as, song he sh- as, as he was shitting. shitting. <laughs> they didn't have phones that you couldn't go through Facebook or social media on the shitter back then. They would write music. So that's the one downfall of social media. No lyrics are being written anymore. People are just liking things on Facebook. First line of the, of the song, seed to a tree, as I shit. I sit and wonder why my floor is so cold and my back is broken, tired. Paul, you couldn't read there. any. No, you d- you haven't been there. Think about it. When was the last time you didn't have your phone in the bathroom? If you're if you're in the you know you I either read had books. or yeah, if you have a book, Do I you- sit peeing down. I, I pee sitting sitting down. I don't care. I get more done that way. <laughs> What's the first website you look at when you're when you're sitting on the pod? I actually I read too. If it's my own home, I read, and I, and that's just what I do. But I don't. It's I don't a great really, place to pen like, through a few yeah, chapters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you're eating. Well, maybe you should try some more fiber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going through chapters. Yeah. Let's say a few pages. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, this is a song. Uh, Seed ever, to a tree. Have you ever written a song while you were sitting? Uh, no, I didn't. I. I all the songs I wrote uh, when I was in my various bands uh, were um, written when I was drunk coming home from the bars. Mm-hmm. That's it. Those all are my sad songs. Days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They were all sad. I didn't have any happy songs. I did have, I, you know what, in law school I wrote a lot of songs while I was in class trying to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, otherwise they, were not, they weren't all sad. They just weren't like happy songs. They were like, why am I here? Introspective. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. There was a, my friend, Sam uh, Jafari, shout out to him. He challenged me to write a song about a taxi ride um, from gamekeepers to his uh, condo or his apartment mm-hmm. uh, when I was a uh, freshman in college or sophomore in college. And I wrote a song, and it became one of our hits for Shoeshine Boy called Taxi Driver. Really? That's right. That's the story. You know, one of these days- Which is we... now released on Fervor Records. Uh, I'm going to make an announcement on that pretty soon. No way. That's signed to a vintage label, yeah. And, and Shoeshine Boy the is band. going to be on Fervor Records. You can buy it on Spotify. Fervor has no relation to Farvar. <laughs> Ironically, it looks like <laughs> my name, but now. it's not. Yeah, I wish I owned the company. They, they do some great so stuff. So you know what this means? 
We got to do a two guys one album on Shoeshine Boy. Oh God, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun to watch <laughs> you shit on my uh, on my dreams, my hopes and dreams from 1997. It's our 20 year anniversary that just we just Damn. missed, and we were supposed to do a uh, a celebration of that, but our guitarist couldn't get his shit together, and by guitarist, that's me. <laughs> Wait, I could not learn. So I, I had no calluses on my fingers. I'm like, let's just let's do it on the 25th, 25th anniversary, guys. Oh man, I was gonna I was gonna say because you own a production company <sighs> called Chishan Boy Productions. Yeah, and if you can't get booked on your own production company, oh no, we got band. booked. We had a date set at uh, Shuba's, I believe, one of the greatest venues wow. in Chicago. And it's a uh, good venue. We had uh, a charity that we were gonna do it and, and promote the hell out of it, but uh, we couldn't get our shit together. Sorry, and by charity. we it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pause. <laughs> you missed out on those millions of dollars you're Paul about to make. Paul couldn't get his calluses <laughs> on his fingers or remember 12 of the songs that he fucking wrote in 1997. <laughs> Thanks, drugs. Um, I can, and alcohol. I and can Captain wait. Morgan's. Just think about how many people are, are going to listen to this podcast and want tickets to that show now. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. But you okay. can find us on Spotify now, Shine Boy. And you guys, actually, all those people that are like, oh, you're shitting on bands, Paul? You're shitting on you too? We just listened to your album. And they're going <laughs> to no. just go ape shit on ours. And guess what? You can do that. I don't care as long as you listen to it because that gets me money. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, okay, so we're almost done with this album. Uh, the next album is called Drive. The next, next song yes. on this album is called Drive, which is an amazing song. But it's just a mellow, again, one of those things where you can just chill out, light a bowl, and just drift. Drift off into... But it shows you, in reality, how di- how diverse their song selection is. You know, they have these harder songs, but this one's just a mellow, just dreamy, psychedelic, acid sound. I mean, it's just chill, acoustic rock. Heavy, heavy trouble on all of these songs, too. Yes. Not a, not a bass-friendly band. Good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, every time I hear any of these songs start, it's, I picture myself standing in a barn drinking some kind of craft beer from a from like a plastic <laughs> cup, a red solo cup. No, clear. Oh, okay. clear. Surprisingly, I just I just picture myself driving the car that I had in the '90s, just jamming to this, or on a road trip, or driving to or from Champagne, because mm-hmm. this was a heavy, heavy rotation in the '90s for me. Or at like my friends' parties, like we would just put it in. But wow. those, a lot of people had strong feelings about Blind Melon, I think. You know, it's it's cool to see the way that he sings because now in 2018 or whenever you're listening to this podcast, maybe in 2040, I don't know <laughs> how how popular this podcast will one day be. Oh yeah. But think about 1993. Is that 96? 92 is when this came out. 92. Think about how you would create a record and we didn't have the kind of vocal uh, presence and the vocal technology we have today and the fact that he can blend these vocals with this amazing band and hit those notes precisely you gotta give a lot of credit some credit yeah yeah not only to his to to 
showcase his amazing vocals, but the production value on this is phenomenal. And that Rick Parashar, who who did some fine, amazing work back at that time frame, was, I mean, he he should get a lot of the credit. He, uh, I, you know, soon people are going to start talking about him more, although they already do, but like he was a founder of that sound, that 90s mm-hmm. sound, which is timeless. In my opinion, best music came out from that time frame. With that, Paul, are you ready for the last song on the album? I wish I, I wish it wasn't, because I can listen to this album forever. But uh, time is the last song, so it looks, sounds like we're out of time. So, <laughs> and this is just a this is just an outro song because it's got like a hidden. You'll see. You think it's over, and then all of a sudden, it just it's one of those Lauren Hill trickier endings. <laughs> deluxe edition version we don't have the deluxe we have the original cd by the way that i brought in it's got all the dents all the 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 cd case it's the original one that i bought from that store on route 83 in oakbrook has your name on it too it does that's because my so my frat brothers wouldn't steal it from me Yeah. So it just jams out and then it fades out and then it comes back. It's just one of those great songs, but it's it's you right in the face. Yeah, it gets in your face. It's such a good song, such a good album. Um, you know, again, when people ask me on the top twenty albums of all time, top ten albums maybe, this is one of them for me. I uh, top ten album, top ten albums of all time. Yeah, I mean this this album spoke to me at that time frame you know it, it encouraged me to start playing guitar uh which i immediately after this i started playing guitar and then i, I formed a band and um changed my life i would have been probably a senator right now in, in <laughs> some podunk country town in uh uh-huh, uh-huh. southern illinois somewhere yeah just miserable well, passing bills and legislation <laughs> but uh i found i found my found true music. passion was music which led me to comedy and whatever the hell I'm doing with my life right now. <laughs> I think you're doing pretty well so far, Paul. Oh, thanks, Mike. And with, call my parents. And with that, do you want to dive into yes. our rating system for this new album? Yes. Uh, and not so new. It's from 1996. They've already celebrated their 20-year anniversary, and uh, and it's very sad and tragic that Shannon Hoon was lost to us. Um, and, you know, he was famous for his Woodstock Appearance when they did their the Woodstock in 1995, and that was kind of their last uh, hoorah. And you could see how in bad shape he was. But our rating system is a little different yes, than is. everybody else's. Um, 11 is the most you can get because mm-hmm. on social media, when you get to 11, you no longer see the names. By the way, have they changed that? I they don't know should. They, maybe they did, and we're just not ready. And we've, <laughs> we we're, people, no one's called it. us out on that. Um, by the way, if you want to call us out on anything, or if we've said anything wrong or something you like, it's two guys, one album at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, listen to us on the WGN page, and uh, tell us what you think or what albums you want to want us to review. Yeah, good, bad, ugly. Or great. Yeah. We will take up all comments. In fact, we're going to do a comment show yes. coming up very soon. So very keep your soon. eyes peeled for that and keep your ears to the, to the floor for that one as well. <laughs> and you're also able to comment on our comment section below after you listen to this podcast oh, right. right here. So just send us a note there. But I think... And and, and by the way, we yes. are keeping track of all the... We've getting a lot of people that have albums they want us to do. And we will... You know, we vote. We have a, we have a system down and uh, we have our... 
our higher ups that we have to talk to to get approval from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have been asking for like Dave Matthews, Alanis Morissette, all those things. Mm-hmm. We will, we are working for you, but, um, you know, there's a system in place. We have a, we there have is. to follow the rules. We are nothing if we are not rule following. Yeah, we have to go through all of Greta Van Fleet's fans and <laughs> give them give them the thumbs up or thumbs down. They and hit then a nerve will, with you, Michael. Huh? Yes, it, it did. But we're excited yeah. to to be listening to you. And and I think that Paul, I think I'm going to give the first rating for go tonight. Ahead. Usually you yeah, start yeah. it off. No, you go. This I, I definitely am encouraged. This is the first time you've heard this album. Blind melons, blind melon. The album cover is of a Bumblebee girl, and this was the first time that I heard this album. I thought it was fantastic the way that they put the production levels together. Shannon Hoon's vocal falsetto is something of a masterpiece. I really enjoyed this album after hearing it for the first time. I'm going to give it eight likes. Yes. solid likes. That is amazing. And I'm also going to give it, of course, the B emoji. I'm going to give it... A nice smiley face with the rosy cheeks. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Just for the hell of it, the old rock on symbol. So uh, eight oh, the, solid likes. The, the hook'em horns? Yeah, the hook'em okay. horns one. That makes sense. This is, is that a, even a... Yeah, there is one. Okay. There's one. Yeah. Okay. This was awesome. Uh, Shannon Hoon, you did a great job creating this album. Uh, Blind Melon, uh, you went away too soon. Just like Bradley Knowles and all the great 90s bands, you should have been around for a little bit longer so we could hear what else you had. But thank you for giving us Blind Melon. And without saw- further ado, here's Paul Farvar with his rating. My rating is 10 likes, obviously, a fire sign, a top hat. <laughs> Because they are the top album of all time, mm-hmm. one of the top ones. And uh, for all you kids out there, the new emoji, Mango, which is going to be the new uh, wow. eggplant. The, you're going to call it right now that the melon, what is it again? The Mango. <laughs> the Mango. Melon. <laughs> I'm thinking Blind Melon. is going to be the new eggplant. I think it's going to be the new eggplant. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like kind of like a hey you up, but it's like a... Hey, we should listen to this album. <laughs> I don't know. All right, that but was a pretty high rating. I, I, yeah, this is this is easily uh, along with uh, Lauren Hill, which we've already done. This is this mm-hmm. is and uh, August and everything after. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going through slowly but surely my top ten albums of all time, and this is this one makes the cut. I'm liking that. And by the way, congratulations to Adam Duritz for 20 years of great music <laughs> and great hair. <laughs> but uh, that's that's an episode of Two Guys. One album. And Paul, before we go, uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on paulfcomedy.com or on Facebook, Instagram at Paul Farvar, common spelling, F-A-R-A-H-V-A-R. <laughs> and you can find me at michaelheideman.com. You can you can email me at, uh, what, what email am I going to give here? Let's Two Guys, say, One Album. Two Guys, One Album. And you can follow me on, on Facebook as well, Michael Heideman, common spelling, common German spelling. That's two N's. And... Without, uh, I think that this was a really good episode. Yeah, I hope you guys liked it, and please let us know what you think. And again, we love if you're listening to this and you hate this our review. Uh, give us input. We're we're gonna talk to all you guys, and we're gonna we're gonna mention them in person to person, person to person. We're gonna come to your house, <laughs> and we're gonna say why didn't you like us? And then we'll give you a hug afterwards because we're that kind of guys. And we have candy. We usually bring high chews, which is my favorite candy. We're nice. Anyway, this has been another great episode. Of two guys. One album.